To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. News Talk ZB International Correspondents with Fisher Funds, specialists in managed funds and KiwiSaver. Yes, that was definitely David Gilmore's guitar. And I'm joined by Dave, uh, by uh, Dan Mitchison. Dan, welcome to the program. Hello there, Andrew. So the United States is sending weapons to Ukraine. So what are you sending? Boy, what aren't we sending? I mean, we're giving uh, another $100 million or so in weapons, uh, 12,000 anti-armor systems, hundreds of these suicide drones. And for a, a country that is in as much debt as we are right now in the U.S., but as big as we are, and this is still a lot of money. I mean, we're looking at ammo, anti-aircraft missiles, laser-guided missiles, satellite imagery systems, nearly $2 billion so far in assistance since the start of this war. And the Biden administration obviously is, I mean, they're going to continue to back this dark horse here and uh, showing Russia that although Ukraine's army is smaller and they're going to have the, the backing for this, along with most of Western Europe, I think. And, you know, as a result, maybe better than results, we'll continue holding off the Russian uh, troops, as we've seen so far over the last almost two months now. So $2 billion worth of kit, but still no boots on the ground. Yeah. No, that's something that the U.S. still isn't willing to go for. And I think, again, we'd have to go a long way into this before the Biden administration would consider this, because once you cross that line, there's no going back. And that's going to take this situation into a whole another level with Russia right now. And, you know, certainly with with NATO, which would not approve at this point. Exactly. But some of this kit is so complicated. You can't just send over a sort of an operating manual. And I wonder whether there are some surreptitious uh, advisory boots on the ground already there, but that's a story that might or might not come out as time goes on. So we've got a new Supreme Court justice making some history. We do, as uh, you just heard in the World Wires, um, what were uh, Katanji Brown uh, Jackson, and uh, she is, yes, as we know, the first black woman on the bench, but three OG, uh, uh, GOP Republican senators uh, joined Democrats uh, in favor of her confirmation earlier today. But what you have to remember is that this isn't really going to change the balance of the court. They're still going to lean conservative. You had 53 yeas today. You had 47 nays against her. Vice President Kamala Harris, who you just heard a moment ago, too, was there. She is the president of the Senate, and she would have been the, the, the tie-breaking vote. So we'll see what happens when she's sworn in sometime this summer. And i got to tell you, Andrew, I think she's going to bring a lot of energy to the court. I mean, Stephen uh, Breyer, who is uh, 83 and retiring this summer, uh, there's a 30-year difference between the yeah. two of them. So I think she'll bring some fresh ideas and, and certainly a, a lot of energy for however long she decides to stay on the bench. And finally, libraries are more popular than ever in the States. I am so glad to hear this, too, because uh, despite more people going digital, borrowing books uh, is now higher than it's been in more than a decade, although visits are down nearly 21%. But over half our population is now part of the library system over here. And I think part of the reason is you've got the books that are, are being digitized. You've got collections that are bigger. And uh, even though some libraries were forced to close because of the pandemic, there were people that said, well, we can't go out to the movies, so let's check out the DVDs. And you have local programs there. And, and i got to tell you, this is what I, I didn't really know until recently. Libraries are making a ton of cash right now. They may cry poor, 
But thanks to late fees that they're getting and the fines and donations and a little bit of help from the government and grants, they're actually $17 billion <laughs> in, in the surplus right wow. now. So they're not in debt like they make it, make it out to be. They're actually doing okay now. Good stuff. Dan Mitchison out of the United States of America, and I thank you for your time. And it is 16 minutes to five, so Barry Soper in a few moments' time.